for coaches by coaches. This is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sauterly. Brought to you by social media for high school athletes. What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast, soccer coaching podcast. Brought to you by many, many good friends of the show. We wanted to give a shout out to our friends over at Duke Duke Brand. Check them out, dutukebrand.com. You go there for all your coaching accessory needs. You got fantastic notebooks. You can't see it, but I'm holding one right now. Uh, they've got fantastic shirts. They've got hats, training session cards that you can use to build your lessons around, uh, which Nick uses, but you can't see it when he's in his games because he's so tiny on the video. we got to talk to your camera people about making you bigger for that. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I always tell Tiff and Adelaide, I'm just like, I'm sorry, I swear I use them. I just like am really bad about getting someone to like get me on film using it. So like there's a point in the game that we played on Saturday where you can see me like pull it out of my hoodie pocket to like write on. It just, it was really fast and tiny. I think your thing is I want you to tweet right now. So go ahead, grab your phone. And tweet to your assistant, Katie Reeves, and say, next time I'm using my Dutik stuff, take a picture. That is an order. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, my players call the uh, the trainer 2.0 the Bible because I'm always carrying it around. And it's like a little black book. And so, yeah, no, I definitely use it. I swear. You just, I don't, I'm really bad about taking pictures of me using it. Oh, like I said, I want you to tweet her right now. Put that in the tweet. Tag you to brand in it. Tag me in it so we all can see it. Uh, and we will see if she does her job. If she doesn't do it, she fails. Uh, go over to dutickbrand.com. Like we said, use the promo code SOCCERCHAT at the checkout. So that way you can get yourself a sweet discount on the Bible or the Trainer 2.0, which is waterproof or in a fantastic beanie, some great shirts or the training session cards. All your ideas that you have there, you can go get them all. Use the promo code SoccerChat at dutickbrand.com. Shout out to our friends over at Torx. T-O-R-R-X.com for the greatest ball pump you could ever buy. I just happened to be using mine the other day at practice and had a group of parents from another team come over and say, what in the world is that? And I'm like, well, this is the world's greatest ball pump. And I told them all about it. I said, you can charge it through USB. It's got everything you want directly on. You can see what the PSI of the ball is before you pump it. And then while you're pumping it, you can set it to automatically pump every single ball to the specific PSI that you are wanting. That's right. You can auto save it in there and it will save if your number is 7.2. You can make sure that every single ball is at 7.2. And they were amazed by this. Thing. I said, you got to go get one. I've got one. All my friends have one. All people I don't know that have one, and they're amazing. You got to go check it out. It's Torex, T-O-R-R-X.com. Find them on Twitter at Torex Soccer. Man, uh, so this is Soccer Chat uh, doing big things, as you heard. We are heading off to Baltimore in January for live shows back at the United Soccer Coaches Convention, January 16th through 18th, I believe, is that Saturday. Uh, I think, believe we have one show on that Saturday. Uh, and, you know, go register now. If you haven't done it already, go register now. Uh, we want to see you guys there. This year's shows are going to be interactive. We want you to come up to us at Podcast Row while we're recording. We want you to ask questions of the guests that we've got uh, lined up that we'll be announcing over the next few weeks. And just get ready because it's going to be awesome. And even so much, you know, we do our Twitter chat every single Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Just follow the hashtag soccer chat. Here in a month or so, uh, we're going to have a Twitter chat takeover. 
and United Soccer Coaches is actually going to take over soccer chat for the evening and ask questions about convention, about coaching education, uh, to get you guys excited for Baltimore. I'm excited. Every day I am thinking of something to make the Baltimore experience better than Chicago. How can you make your experience better, Nick? I mean, that I was literally just going to say, Sean's doing that, and I'm just excited to be there for all of his ideas. There, that you know, that's a very good. Uh, you know, that may be your next T-shirt. I'm just here I mean, for Sean. It, 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 it went from I just went to win all soccer games to now I'm just here for all of Sean's good ideas. I, I mean, it's it, both those things are very true. <laughs> uh, later up in our interview, uh, if you followed me on Twitter, you've been following my wall of soccer that I've started in my classroom. Uh, and I mentioned this uh, in our interview with our guests later on. Uh, but as a person who doesn't get mail, like the only mail I ever get is just like, um, like I guess electronically you would call it spam mail, but just like ads basically that come to the mailbox are the only thing that I ever get. And I only get that like maybe once a month of that. And so for me, getting these team posters in from all of everybody from Soccer Chat, uh, like I feel amazing when I come home and I tweeted this. Like there is, I don't know if there's a better feeling that I have right now other than being a father, being a husband, and coming home and seeing you know these boxes at my doorstep or uh, my mailbox can't close because there's a a, a little tube thing uh, in with a poster in it, and I j- it just really makes me happy. Uh, and I'm totally expecting Katie Reese to make a poster of the Fighting Scots. I will be the only person with one, but I want her to make one uh, so I can laminate it and put it up on the wall of soccer. I mean, it, you would literally be the only one because I, I currently don't have one either. So you would definitely be the only one with that poster. I'd be more I'd be more than OK with that. I, I, I that's her. That's her other project. Now she's got to take your picture when you're using your Duke to brand stuff. And she's got to create this poster for me that I can print out and uh, get laminated for the wall. Yeah, I mean, I she has a lot of things. First, she's got to text the recruit list that I sent her. But um, after <laughs> that, she can she can she can do all those other things. I don't know if uh, if people enjoy it, but you know, every time I do get a poster, I do give a shout out uh, to the coaches who send me the stuff. Um, and you know, there I do know that people uh, enjoy getting. Uh, the shout out uh, when I get that, you know, I'll put the picture up and, and whatnot. Uh, but I got two this week at the time that we've recorded this. Uh, as you saw uh, earlier in the week, uh, our homies, Matt Kagan, Jen Ruiz Williams uh, from Oregon State, and actually another friend of mine. He hasn't been on the show yet, but it makes me feel we need to get him on the show. Uh, Nick Starrett, who used to be at the University of Illinois, uh, is now at Oregon State. Um, you know, thanks to them, they sent me a poster from the Beavers. Uh, and I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. They like the paper is perfect. The like design is on it is perfect. I guess so far it's just like it's an absolute uh, top notch uh, college poster that I've gotten. And I also received uh, from the uh, University of Mass Low or Lowell uh, Rock Women's Soccer Team. Big shout out to UMass Lowell. Uh, our man Alex Mack. That we interviewed uh, in Chicago for uh, Celtic FC uh, was a big homie and was like, "Hey man, I you got to represent for Riverhawk Nation." And I was like, "Absolutely, let's do it." Uh, I got his in, and you saw that uh, on Wednesday morning. I, I posted that one, 
Uh, so keep those coming. Like I am, I'm excited. I know of some schools that, uh, that have, and, and friends of ours that have said they were sending me one and I should be getting those in the mail as time goes on. But not only do I like it, but to be honest with you, um, my, the kids in my classroom, they think it's awesome. And even more, my principal and guidance counselors love it. I mean, I, those kids probably have to think you're like the most cool, cool, popular person of all time. I not no, I don't. I don't think so. I well, I think it's because I have such a small number of kids from our school who are actually in my classroom. So a lot of kids don't know me unless because I, I teach where I went to high school. So unless their parents know me, uh, no one knows who I am, and that's kind of a cool feeling. Like I've never been in that building where like people don't know who I am. Uh, so that, that, that's kind of cool. But you know, and unfortunately, I'm loud. Give it by the end of the year, they'll they'll all know. Um, so did I see, and you know, Nick and I were actually recording this, uh, on, on Tuesday. Um, but did, did I see that the fighting Scots are still unbeaten? Uh, we have one loss. We're eight, one and one. Okay. But yeah, no, we, uh, we're like, we're like flying like a little bit under the radar, which is nice. I I keep joking. I don't think so. I don't (laughs) think you're under the radar. I think we're like a little bit under the radar, like because like people keep asking me, they're like, "How's the season going?" Yeah, I'm like, and you know me, I'm not, I don't really like, I'm not loud about stuff. I was like, "Yeah, no, it's going okay," and they're like, "How are you guys doing?" It's, I tell it's them, going okay. We're eight, one, and one. <laughs> yeah, no, and but it, it's been it's been a fun year. I think this year it, we and you'll hear in the interview later. We took some wicks last year, and I think it taught me a lot about what I had to be prepared for and kind of what we need to be prepared for as a team. And so it was a really interesting first part of our season because I committed really early to playing a million kids. And so like, if you look at every single one of our box scores, the lowest number of players we've played in the game so far is 21. And so like, I've just committed to like, you know what, we're just going to play a lot. And we, we're, we're not world beaters. <laughs> we're going to play the crap out of people. Yeah. And like, we're, we're definitely not world beaters, person one to person 25. But I mean, again, like our only losses to the number five team in the region, University of Dubuque, and we played 25 kids in that game and we lost to them three to two. And so it's we we really committed to this early and we, we play less kids for conference games. We got, I think, against St. Norbert, we got uh, this weekend. It's a good conference team. We got 21 in and then. I mean, Beloit, we, we ended up doing okay. <laughs> we're not playing 25, but we're playing 21 kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and then against Beloit, I think we got all 27 kids in that we were able to travel that game. So, yeah, I mean, did it's... You extract revenge on, on our friend Connor? I, I we, we did. We, we definitely did. Um, we, we had a good How game. good did you feel? Uh, we, I mean, honestly, it's just, it's, it's always hard to open up our, the way our conference works where... 50% of teams open up the conference schedule going to road games um, is really tough. And so for us to go to Norbert and get a win and go to Beloit and get a win and start the season two and oh is it's just nice. Cause it's, it's tough to start your season where you're on the road. I mean, the first game against Norbert was on turf and we don't play on turf. So it, it's a difficult environment to go to. And then the game against Beloit and Connor, we like it rained the entire night before. So the the field was definitely a little bit sloppy just because of the way the way the rain is. It's not their fault. It's just the, we got a lot of rain, and so it, it was definitely nice to go two and zero on the weekend because it's not an easy place to go and play for sure. 
That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, you know, you kind of mentioned that uh, you and the guests this week have some things in common uh, when it comes to the way two teams are playing. And he also proves my theory that I state for me just said that Monmouth is the Notre Dame of Division three. <laughs> and you'll hear more about that coming up in our interview. July. It's only been a month since I met you I gotta say that was my favorite June And I knew from that night That I would be alright If I, I only knew that one day I would find Someone like you I'd take back all those nights I wasted looking for the right one At the wrong door we fit together, you make me better Whatever it takes, I'm here forever Bad things will happen, but none of that matters We'll find a way, as long as I'm with you, I'm okay Baby, I'm all in it, just tell me you are all in it People wanna talk, shut them all off, tell them all of mine the business So at what time should we be expecting Amy to hop in the conversation? Amy's Since she is demanded. She, she's working literally. <laughs> so whenever she's needed, she can just uh, hold on. The head is popping in. And <laughs> Except you've got her blurred out. There yes. we go. Hi. You're not sitting on the floor this time. I'm not. I, I, upgra- I upgraded. One of my first questions was going to be, you got recently married. What is cooler, getting the job at University of Notre Dame or being married? Oh, God, that's uh, married, obviously. It's the best day of life. <laughs> I can't get that wrong, right? <laughs> no, no, no. You'd have people coming for you, and the, the people by is as in the person standing next to you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I get that's a good way to get it started. What an easy segue into the interview. Uh, as you can tell from the laughter, uh, we are going back in time. We're revisiting. Uh, I, I was chatting with this famous guest of ours who's got one of our top 10 listen to shows. Dare actually, I probably will, I will look it up by the end of the show or at the end of the, uh, the recording here. But I do believe she's also like top four uh, in most listened to episode. Um, and we were so good and, and we were chatting the other night and I was like, you know, we need to do a new episode about your whole like life upgrade, uh, since the last time we talked, cause so many things have happened. I mean, mainly two things have happened, but they're big, big, massive, uh, life events. And we have with us the ever famous Lauren Smurf, Sinicola is joining us again and um, no longer with Western Michigan University. She's now the assistant coach at the University of Notre Dame. Look at you, baller. How are you doing? Uh, doing well, doing well. No, it's it's been, what, like, I'd say a year and a half, two years since we talked. Almost last. two years. You were one of our first, first shows. Yeah, no, think things have been really, really good. It's been great in the second season now at Notre Dame. And um, we're now moved in in South Bend, uh, commuted for the first year. So it was a little little strained. But now Amy and I are moved in in South Bend and we're very happy. And uh, Notre Dame's awesome. And it's been a good season thus far. So things are going and, well. 
and last time, you know, we talked about the upgrade. You know, you got the new house, obviously being in South Bend, and Amy has upgraded from sitting on the floor <laughs> while you're doing your interview to where she now has a seat at the table. <laughs> yes, she is here. She's no longer on the floor. Mm-hmm. That makes me sound so bad. I didn't purposely put her on the floor. She was sitting on the floor. Sure you didn't. And, and the worst part is, like, everyone who's listening to this has no clue, like, what we're talking about because <laughs> they couldn't see it. So we just ruined it for everyone. This is true. This is true. No, yeah, Amy, Amy's here with me. She uh, is the sports information director, IUSB, Indiana University, South Bend. So she's happily working and doing well. So things are going well. We're very happy. As, as well, you should be. So uh, let's let's get into that side of things before we, we get into the soccer side of it. So obviously, big news. Y'all got married. Girl, let's just get married. I, you know, y'all know the Jagged Edge song? Yes, good song. Yeah, good yeah. Talk. Okay, okay, so um, y'all's video is absolutely legit. <laughs> oh, the um, pictures were awesome, too. Great pictures. Thank I you. haven't seen the pictures yeah. yet. I just saw the video. And Well, I saw, like, a few pictures, and um, must I say, ladies, you were dazzling. <laughs> Thank you. I think we're going to change your, I think we're gonna change your name, Lauren, from Smurf to The Dazzler. <laughs> I, I mean, sure, it has a nice ring to it. I'm going to make that hashtag work for you. Okay, and this is, like, my naivety. So why did you guys decide on the last name Sinicola? Uh I proposed. Okay, all right. So if I'm going to get on a niche, it's definitely going to have my last name. <laughs> you know, I'm... I'm- I was gonna figure that I I was gonna say that your name was probably easier, a lot easier to pronounce than Amy's last name. Yeah. Someone asked us if we were gonna hyphen our name, and I was like, we can't do that to our children. That's the world's longest no. last name. Flirt <laughs> with Nicola, try spelling that. <laughs> There's too many things. No. I'm, I'm glad that Nick brought that up because I've that's something I've always wondered. Like, how do you decide that? Yeah. I mean, we had conversations leading up to it, but I think it was always kind of understood that we would take Sinicola. Yeah. Ooh, now over the fight. Well, We're about it was to like fight. I was okay with getting. I mean, I love my name. Um, I love my family to an extent, but to an extent, I don't. I I didn't. I was okay with not <laughs> apparently <having> not anymore. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, if I'm gonna take your name, then you have to propose. Yeah. So kind of. Amy, your oh, dress looked awesome. Oh, thank you. Best crushed. It was awesome. I don't ever get that comment. It's always, oh, Lauren's jumpsuit just absolutely killed that. Like, <laughs> okay. No, oh, what do you, you think? Took the words out of my mouth. Yo, that jumpsuit was ill. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. No, it was it was a fun day. I honestly, <laughs> my head, job was to make sure the wedding party was there on time in the right places, and then Amy planned the rest. So I cannot take credit for how great that day was. Amy did a lot of it. So I've decided when I get married, I have no jobs. Like it's probably the best decision for everyone for me to have no jobs on that day. That's like the best, the best thing that we can do is be a part of something where he doesn't have to do anything other than show up. Yeah, no, that's literally, that's how I coach. Like everyone organizes <laughs> everything and then I just show up. <laughs> it's working, right? So Dude, it's apparently, fine. I don't know. <laughs> so, Amy, um, since you're in the room still and you're still sitting at the table, 
you know, in the last show, we didn't really get into uh, get into discussions with you very much. You have a soccer playing career and background and coaching background. So um, I did a little research. Oh, God. Shout out to the Flames. Shout out to the Flames. Hey, go uh, Flames. University. Um, and, you know, for everybody who's listening, who, who may have heard you from the floor from the first episode, but now I can hear you clearly, uh, you know, give us a little background of your playing time. Uh, well, I mean, there's really not much to say. <laughs> I went to Unity Christian where I won four state championships in high school. I lost. Oh, okay. I lost one Humble game in high brag. school. Don't brag. <laughs> She has tattoos. Yeah, I do. I have four stars on my leg. <laughs> you got the arm ones too. I've seen the arm ones. I do. Yes, yeah, so I got my. I got her a bouquet on my arm, so I got a half sleeve on my arm. But I have four stars on my like lower ankle for my for my four state championships. But that's high school, and no one cares about that anymore. <laughs> but but did you do it in high school, or did you do that after high school? Because if you uh, did it after high school was over with, we're gonna talk. I did it. Well, in Michigan, um, girls' soccer's in the spring. So, like, yeah. after we won, it was right after I graduated. So, kind of. Okay. That's true. You weren't in college yet. I wasn't in college yet, no. No. But, uh, no, I was getting recruited to a few places, but I just felt when I went to Liberty, like, I felt comfortable, and that's where I needed to be. It was, like, a weird feeling because – Actually, after my freshman year, I, I didn't really like it a lot. We didn't do very well um, as a team, and I'm not used to losing. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> <And> four stars. <laughs> and so I was looking to transfer, but um, it just, like, I went to, like, the University of Arizona, and nothing really seemed right to me. Um, and so then I just was like, I need to stay here and embraced it. And I think... I don't know. I mean, maybe Lauren can contest this, but uh, attest this. But uh, I peaked in in college. I don't know if a lot of people can say that. Maybe I don't know. But I didn't really realize my potential in in high school until I got to college Same. and realized, oh, okay, I actually need to work, and I'm the leader now. Where I really wasn't that much in high school. Um, so I learned a lot about myself in high, in college. Uh, but after that, then. And I was done, and then I coached for four years as an assistant at an NAIA school and really loved the girls and loved being around it, but it was – I realized that I was doing it more or less because I missed playing and missed being around the game more than mentoring, which actually got me into sports info because I realized I obviously still love athletics, and I love being around college athletes and promoting them and using my marketing degree – um in that sense so i like to be around the student athletes and promote them like social media wise graphics and all that stuff but that's what i like to do more or less than coaching so would you would you equivalent your playing style uh, from what you just said about you know peaking in college and uh you know had all the good pieces around you are you the female equivalent to nick rizzo on the field i don't think she has <laughs> any idea how i played <laughs> Because no, Nick, Nick always talked about he got to his teams because he was surrounded by great people that he could just give the ball to, and they did all the work. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, you mean in high school? That's what it that sounded like. That me, like, my entire life. 
It wasn't like that in college. Uh, in high school, it was like that, yeah. But I was so, a defender, so it was, I don't know. I, 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 well, I think the thing is, like, Nick is still waiting for his peak in playing. I like I'm still rocking. Like again, like we we always talk about with uh they I they hate I've stolen Haley Carter's phrase, solidly average. Like that is like me in pretty much everything I do in my life, just like solidly average, and that included my playing career. Hey, but there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that because you're solidly average. solidly average at everything. <laughs> yeah. Like I always tell people, like I like if you put me in a pickup sport, I will definitely not be the worst one. I won't be the best, but I'll be like somewhere in the middle. Hey, but at least you're not the worst because we all know those people. Now, two years ago, two years ago, when Nick made that comment about he wouldn't be the worst athlete or the best athlete, he used to not say the best part. He used to say, I'm really good at a lot of sports that I haven't played before. So I noticed that he's kind of changed the verbiage. Of it. I think that Nick's really just downplaying it. And like we hear about these um, adult volleyball games he plays in, some of these uh, indoor soccer games he plays in, and he's basically just like, runs over everybody well i mean simon wiggly and uh sarah loudon or it was a sam know how good me and uh me and uh wait who was my jade were kicked their butts in pool at conventions so they, they know that, that which i'm not gonna lie yes nick did just sit back and do nothing on that while jade ran the table jade um was shark <laughs> <laughs> between uh between you um dazzler and amy um i'm dazzler you are the dazzler. Yeah. Um, you, you know, is there ever uh, a little funny argument of who was the better player? We're very competitive. If that's what you're getting after, we're different. Players. Yeah, we're two different players. <laughs> Amy's like the and, dog. Like she's just gonna barrel through you, and I definitely <laughs> was not that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna ask Amy, you know, how far into the conversation does it go before Lauren says, you know, if my leg was better, like we could do this. Like I, we could still go at this right now. I mean, I feel like we still are competitive in a lot of things that we do. We haven't played soccer against each other. No, ever. I think we choose to not because that might, <laughs> might cause fights. <laughs> so, so did you guys play against each other in high school or were you like near from like the same towns? No, no, we were on opposite sides of the state. So, and I'm two years older. So, was so that? you were in Cal- Kalamazoo, <laughs> Michigan, right? What? Were Excuse you me? in Kalamazoo? No, I was in Oh, Grand no, Rapids. no. Grand Rapids and Lauren, you were in Rochester Hills. Rochester Hills. That's right. That's right. I don't know why I always think, like, for whatever reason, anytime I talk to Michigan soccer people, I think that everybody is from Jeremy Clark's hometown and went to like Sterling Heights and all that. Well, Jeremy Clark's hometown is only yeah. like 20 minutes from mine. Uh, okay. So, okay. But, I, sure, but... I just was there this past weekend. You were? Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, well, I was, see, I stayed, we stayed in. Utica. Shout out to my wife. Uh, hey, wife. Girl. Uh, they say, hey. She's already shut the door and walked away. Um, yeah, we stayed in Utica uh, for a wedding that um, was up in Algonac, where my wife is from, uh, for an island wedding. Oh. We had to take two different ferries to get to the wedding and the reception. What a good time was had by all. Um, so, you know, with... Um, Obviously, like with you guys being at different schools, the thing that anybody who follows you guys on social media, like you're both still super, super supportive. Uh, You know, both teams, you know, both of you, both about said both y'all school, both of your guys' workplaces. 
Um, you know, Amy, do you find yourself like when you're watching, uh, you know, uh, the Dazzler on the sidelines and you're watching the Fighting Irish play? Um, that name's going to stick. I don't care what you say. Uh, you know, do you, do you find yourself, you know, getting into it just as you would like if you're watching your own team play? Oh, yeah, for sure. I get mad. I mean, sometimes like I'll have to stand up and like go for a walk. <laughs> or like walk around the other side of the field because I just take it man and, and I like I'm like okay it's just better off for me to go by myself so I can actually be mad and pretend like I'm you know or happy yeah yeah she's or not, happy she's not always or mad <laughs> it only tends to be when I'm again I'm very competitive so when I like I get frustrated I'm like okay probably it's just best for me to walk away that's what I tend to do but I just walk around to the other side of the field to watch. Well, you always hear of like coaches' wives and like the things that they do, like when the game gets heated or when the game gets tough, and you just put yourself in that category. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah, but I try to More be quiet. Though. Now you say try. I'm gonna guess that that doesn't happen. Well, actually, no, nah, I don't really yeah. hear her ever. No, she, she, yeah, she doesn't really yell or get angry or anything like that, like verbally or physically. No. You can't really tell it on her. But do, do you notice when Amy gets up and walks away? I have noticed that she's she switches locations as of late. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and also very very superstitious. So like it's almost more or less that too, because I'm like, oh, maybe if I get up and walk to the other side of the field, like we'll school. <laughs> Right, <laughs> or like, like so. Sometimes it's usually that too. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of like I think Nick, your thing was you used to change gum to get one that uh, that you would your team would score with. Yeah, it was just I don't know. I've stopped chewing gum now. I have shirts. Like I have like specific, like there's only like two shirts that I can wear on game day. And we well, like, only have like three Monmouth shirts. <laughs> Correct. But there's very specific game day versions of those shirts. Oh, okay. Okay. Like I wore, I got to say like, I'm starting to get less superstitious because I wore a random hoodie this weekend and we did okay. So like it was, it's just, it's, I, it's like gradually working my way out of those things that I believe in. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, I have certain shirts that I wear. Um, and I've this this season I've been trying really hard to get out of that superstition. Like even if we lose, I'm gonna wear it next time and I'm gonna prove it wrong. And now I'm <laughs> yeah. So I had that uh, my time coaching high school. Um, I would wear certain things depending on who we were playing and where we were playing. And then the first time that we would lose in one of those shirts, I legit, I legit didn't wear it till the next year. <laughs> So, so what is your what is your go to outfit? What give will give is it like if it's a home game or it's an away game? Like, how do you decide? Well, because um, now everybody's going to be watching the Notre Dame games on TV, looking for Lauren the Dazzler and being like, "Oh, yep, there's the outfit." I like to wear V-necks, so if okay. there's like Under Armour V-neck, I'll probably wear that. Um, shout out to he, Under Armour. Yeah, shout out to Under Armour. And shout to Venex, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> shout out to Venex. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think that all, honestly, that all started when I was at Western, though, because like refs would walk up to me and say, Where's your coach? And I'd be like, All right, I need to wear something different because I look like a child and I need to <laughs> stand out in some type of way. So then I started trying to wear different shirts, but obviously, 
when you're in a um, team environment and you get gear, it's always practice shirts that you get. So I, I would go out of my way to like try to order V-necks and then get it um, logoed and things like that. So I have a couple of nice ones that I feel very comfortable in, but um, the last game I did not wear a V-neck. Um, the game of, and the game for that I did not wear a V-neck. So and we won and lost. So again, the superstition thing. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Um, so I think what you should do, and I just this just popped in my mind because obviously Notre Dame, people think Notre Dame football stuff like that. So when I when I watch college football now, and I guess it's really kind of all football, but there's always that one coach who has a completely crazy color that doesn't even go with the schools. That is some positions coach. Like I was watching. Um, uh, there, uh, I know there's a. Isn't I got Duke. Like they coaches. Do what? It's like the scouting coaches that wear the different colors. They they purposely wear that. Did you know that? Well, I'm, yeah, I, I assume there was a reason. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so like I got like I saw a team that was blue. I let's see Duke last week, and they had one coach who wore all red. He had on a red Duke shirt, red Duke hat, and I know I've seen um, like in Kentucky. I think they had a coach at that wore an orange Kentucky outfit, whatever. So I think your thing, Lauren, should be. You're going to be the coach that wears some crazy, weird color Notre Dame V-neck sideline gear. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll think about that one. We'll give it a go. It would allow you to. Well, that was going to be my thing was you and you could branch out whatever colors you wanted uh, mm-hmm. because there would be no color that could hold you back. What would what would you if you could be that coach, if, if your staff was like, all right, we've got one person who's going to wear a completely crazy color, and we've decided the Dazzler, you are going to be it. Uh, what would be the first color your, of your choice? Of my choice? They're like, whatever style shirt, obviously V-neck wins. So they're going back. Yeah. You get this V-neck, whatever color you want on it with Notre Dame on it. What color are you going? See, my like, I'm so boring. Like My favorite my colors favorite. I like to wear are like, Neutral colors, like neutral grays or blacks or browns. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I don't know. I think I would probably. Ch- My thing is, I don't know if I would not be able to choose like a Notre Dame color. I would choose a Notre Dame color, but in a different. Um, I don't want to say color. Like, if I were gonna be, wear a navy blue, it'd be like a light blue shirt. Different instead. shade. Different shade. That's uh, the one. different shade. So you're not gonna go like, like neon orange or. No, this, How about yeah. a neon green? They say yeah. you can do neon, but yeah, I don't think I'd be the one in staff that would do that. I don't know if any of us would do that, but I would feel like I would feel an uncomfortable presence or eyes on me that I don't want. So I don't know if, if we went out and got a neon green Under Armour V-neck and put Notre Dame on it, would you wear it in a game? Like if I if I got ahead of a hold of the head coach and be like, hey, um, trying something and I just want to see if it works and they were okay with it, would you do it? If they were okay with it, then I would do it. But yes, okay. I just don't we're know halfway there. They would really care to be completely honest. You're like, wear whatever you want to wear. I don't know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's why we're going to make this happen. Okay. We're going to make this happen. All right. All right. Uh, Sean, I'm getting serious questions for a few. Yes, go on. Serious questions for a few. Okay. I don't think your questions are any less valuable. We I think I want to get to I want to get some meaty stuff for a little bit. Is that cool? Go on. Yeah. I'm I'm in. All right. 
Well, I guess, like, kind of the thing I'm mainly curious about is, like, how did you, like, what was the transition like to get to Notre Dame? Like, what, what happened? Like, what was the process like for you to make that transition from Western Michigan to Notre Dame? Well, I mean, I feel like that's a, a loaded answer that I could give to you. I mean, obviously, the transition leaving Western, being there for five years, was really difficult because I was very comfortable there. Uh, we had a home there. Loved the girls, obviously, and I had a lot of support there. And it was a, a great place, a great environment. So having to say goodbye to that was very difficult. Um, and all the relationships that I formed there was sad to say goodbye to. Um, I think transitioning like professionally into a place like Notre Dame or anybody, um, even in the ACC, it's extremely competitive, obviously. And, um, you know, scouting and the different uh, responsibilities of each staff member and how that's used and all the different um, support that you have to be successful and, and the pressure of it to use all of that um, efficiently and in the right way um, can honestly that first year was very overwhelming. Um, like I remember going into my, my uh, orientation as a new staff, a uh, new employee at Notre Dame and they basically said like, hey, you're gonna feel pretty overwhelmed for the first year and then you're gonna feel like you get a hang of everything and mm -hmm. <laughs> they were pretty accurate <laughs> it was just a lot thrown at me but um but no after that first season unfortunately didn't go that well for us on the field but I think it was a good uh transition year to have a new staff kind of be put together and change things and move things forward with the way that we wanted to as a staff with the girls um the, to you kind of enter the season with a, uh, a clean page, I guess you could say, a clean chapter and understand that last season wasn't the most successful, but there was a reason for it. And I think we needed that transition year. So um, it was hard at times. It was very exciting at times. It was, it's still challenging. And, and that's what I love about it. It's a challenging environment every single day. Um, but I'm very happy and I love it and the support that Notre Dame has and has given us as me as an individual and us as a family and these girls are amazing and I'm very, very happy here. What, like, I mean, I think one of the things that I'm always most curious about because I still remember, and you probably remember your first day at a few different places, but like, what was your first actual day like when you like drive up to the University of Notre Dame, walk into like the literal version of Hogwarts and and have to and have to like go into that place like i mean that that had to have been super i've heard of notre dame being referred to as a lot of things but i have never had <laughs> the um correlation between notre dame and hogwarts have you ever heard much. that really i've heard that like their cafeteria is like what they like basically based hogwarts cafeteria off of yeah what south south dining hall is Oh yeah, you have to if you Google pictures of South Dining Hall, like it is, it, it's you're very accurate. News to me. Oh, have you been in South Dining Hall? Yeah. I don't know. Uh -huh. I'll take. Apparently you. not. Yeah, no, it, it's it, it's a really there's so many cool little I don't say little quirks about Notre Dame, but there is just so much tradition there. So it's um. I honestly, place. I, I got to imagine driving up there day one would have been like I like I mean it it would have had to have been so intimidating. 
it, Nick would have been was, two hours late to the practice because he'd have been like, oh, sorry, I was driving all over campus and just staring at stuff. <laughs> Dude, I like you see it like in Rudy growing up. He's like everything about like everything, especially if you're from Chicago like I am. All you hear about is Notre Dame growing up. And so driving up day one, I feel like I would just be freaking out. Have you ever been there before, Nick? Mm-hmm. Have you been to Notre Dame's campus? Yeah, my first marathon ended on their 50-yard line. Oh, geez. Okay, never mind then. I I wanted to do that, but it's the half marathon. Sunburst marathon. Yeah, it's not a marathon anymore. They only do halves. I did do that. That was the first one. That that was the first marathon I ever did. Yeah, I'm not going to have a first marathon, but good for you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) There we go. The worst part about that was, so, like, I just decided that I wanted to run one. So, like, my longest run ever before running 26 miles was, like, 12 and a half. And so, like, I got to, like, mile 19, and my legs were just like, yeah, dude, like, you you haven't trained properly for this. Like, we're going to hurt a lot for you. And they did. And that's why I'm here. But, yes, I have been to Notre Dame. Long story short. So. Um, Did you see the guy last week that broke the world record for most weight deadlifted in 24 hours? Nope. No. He deadlifted over a million pounds for 24 hours. So it was just like they they would put weights on and he would just sit there and just rep, 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 rep. And then he would take breaks. And like his longest break was he took a a lunch break from like 2 to 4 in the afternoon. But he was trying to prove like because he's a chiropractor, he's trying to prove that he had the world's strongest back. And like you could like go on his Instagram account and like see like him like doing this uh, this record thing or whatever, and he's done like all natural like recovery, and by day six afterwards he's like full sprinting, running long distance, doing crazy stuff. He's like, I'm perfectly fine. Like it's it's incredible. Makes me really hate my body. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, like for you, like what was that? I mean, again, you talked about the first season wasn't necessarily like the way you guys wanted to go. But I mean, and obviously it's every first season when you take over a program is, is especially in a conference that's as tough as the ACC is never going to be an easy thing. What were some of the things that you guys took from that and learned from going into this year? I mean, there's tactical things that you take, obviously, like things that we needed to get better at that um, we didn't do well Uh that I think every coach looks back and say, hey, what, what do we need to get better at um, each and every season? So there's the tactical side of things. Um, and, and a lot of coaches talk about their culture and what they want to be. I think uh, Nate coming in and taking over, um, you know, he wanted to put his stamp on the team and, uh, you know, really kind of introduce the importance of what our culture was going to be and what it needed to be. And, um, you know, when we started implementing it last season, it was kind of like we talked about it, but the run of the season kept going. And it was, you know, like when you get into season, things just kind of take over and you get into that rhythm. Right. So we really looked at that that last spring, um, this past spring and said, you know, we're, we're going to take this seriously. We're going to adjust a couple things. We're going to implement our culture. We're going to hold them accountable. Um, and there's things that we did on the field, off the field, during practice, during training and in individual meetings and just the way you communicate. And there's just so much that goes into really um, developing a culture that maybe wasn't there f- to begin with. I'm um, not saying that they didn't have a culture before, but it was a new coach. So things are going to change, obviously. Right. So um, and they had success before. So I think that's something that's different and is they 
Nate and all of us, we weren't taking over a failing program. We were taking over a program that, you know, did well the season prior. And that's always a challenge in itself too. Um, but a lot happened this past spring and, and the girls really bought into it. And the, the team, you know, credit to them, they, they took every challenge we gave them and it wasn't always perfect, but they knew that there was a purpose behind it. And I think that buy-in really, really set us up to have hopefully a successful season this year. And things have been going pretty well. We've had our bumps obviously, and who wouldn't in, in a season, every program hits a, hits a bump or two in adversity. And, you know, we're, starting conference and we're entering another weekend and hopefully we can just keep kind of building off of each and every win and loss and that's what our girls are really bought into which is which is really good and it's it's really refreshing to be around what was one of the things that oh go ahead no no you go sean i actually had a good one uh, that that was actually soccer related um so you mentioned that you guys did different things uh this this season that you were or you know in the spring that you were wanting to do in the fall but didn't really get it into and you said you know everybody bought in what was one change that you made that you notice the biggest amount of buy-in from these these current players um stuff on the field off the field individual stuff like that like what was the one thing that you all as a staff notice they all are in as of this little change that we made um i'm trying to think of like one thing I don't want to use like the wrong word because they're competitive girls. I mean, they're competitive people. You're not coming to Notre Dame if you're not competitive, right? Like, you, you want to be challenged in every aspect of your life and a, a lot. And I, I, so maybe it's not the competitiveness, but it's like, there was just a, a change of understanding like the purpose behind it all. And I, and I don't know how exactly like we went about it or what we said to them, but it was like they, there was just a sense of like trust that they were like, okay, like we don't have the answers to everything. We're going to trust what the coaches are doing. Um, and there was this, that sense of like back and forth too, where it's like our staff, obviously, like if you have something to say, we're going to listen to you. We're going to hear you. We're going to hear you out um, in a respectful manner and vice versa. Like, we're going to be respectful to you. And there was just this spring, there was just a sense of buy-in and trust that like, no matter what we threw at them, they were ready to take it. And um, it, like I said, it wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always perfect. We didn't have it right every single day, but they came into every practice, every lift, every training session, every meeting, knowing that there was a purpose behind it. And just like their attitude was different. So I, I don't want to say it was anything that like we necessarily did as a coaching staff. I think it was just they're bitter. They were bitter after last season, and they should be. Like it wasn't a good season, and it's not good enough. So um, we as a staff were just there to guide them through an, a better spring to set them up for hopefully a successful fall. Um, so I don't know if there's one thing that really stands out. I think it was just a collective spring uh, leading into this fall. I like how when Amy takes her head out of the middle, that her face is all blurred from the blur background that you have on your Skype. And she looks like one of those like people that are snitching on somebody, but they've got the lights dim low. I think it's like a Skype thing. Is it a Skype thing? Yeah, it's a Skype thing. You, there's a setting that my you can change work? where it's like, where my background? Thing? That's a new thing. Oh, that is. Whoa. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah. Shoot. I'm also working. That's cool. School. Yeah, she's, she's I'm, professional. I'm writing a volleyball recap. Shout oh, out well, I mean, 
I mean, you're a much more important person than we are in the realm of athletics. Uh, so you, you do your thing. <laughs> so, you know, Lauren, you mentioned that it wasn't a, uh, you know, necessarily a thing that you guys did. Um, but, you know, when you're meeting as a staff saying, OK, like, it's not so much that things have to change, but we've got to get things going the way that we want them to, the way that we've talked about, the way we've always done it before. What was was there, you know, hesitance by the players when you guys finally just moved forward with it? Or were they like, dang, OK, like th- I'm cool with this. And then it just kind of sprung from there. Um, I can't. I don't, I don't want to say, I, I can't, like, assume what the player's saying because they never, like, said it, I guess you could say, to me. But I think it was kind of... Uh, but you can oh. see it, though. They're like, oh, okay, so this is happening. Like, we got to get on board, maybe. But I think they wanted it. Like, I think there was, like, we had individual meetings, and there was, like, they they wanted to be pushed more. They wanted to be challenged more. And, it, and I think it was basically, like, like... We're here. We don't have the answers. Like we, and we're not saying. I don't think it was like you guys have the answers, but like we're we're ready to like have you tell us what to do. Like tell us and we'll, we'll guide us. Yeah. Guide us with your yes. wisdom and knowledge. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was the vibe I got. I mean, some could say differently, um, but I do think it was also self guided. Like I, I'm sure when the season ended and, and the girls got their breaks and we kind of pulled things back together. I'm sure the locker room talk, like I'm sure they're having a good time. They're dancing, having a good time, fun, laughter, but it was like, all right, let's get to work. Like this, that wasn't good enough. So I think it was a balance between the staff pushing them, but also pushing themselves and holding each other accountable. I I'm sure of that. Yeah. When the locker room dances happen, does the staff get involved and who is the best dancer on staff? Oh, best dancer on staff. Um, well, I know I'm not a good dancer, but I accept it and I go with it. So I think I there you go. most, and it's never in the locker room. I just, the girls make fun of me. They say I have like a weird, like wobble dance, like when I'm okay. walking myself. And it's the face. It's the like, I, I guess I make a weird face as well. <laughs> It's like a clown. <laughs> I have no idea. Because they always, they do mock me and they, they act it out. And I don't, it doesn't look familiar. So I'm not really sure right. what they're mocking. I want you to tell your players that I am, Nick and I are asking that the next time they score a goal, their celebration has to be all of them doing the Smurf dance. I don't even know what the Smurf dance is. They, ha- they, Everyone they make knows it look like a box. And then with the arms <laughs> out. <I'm> not sure. <laughs> I'm not Nick, sure. uh, when your team scores, will they will they now do the Smurf dance? Um, honestly, my team they I've got they've gotten so much better at celebrating in general. So there's a definite possibility that they would do the Smurf dance. Yeah. Our girls just like throw their arms up. We have a our bench is amazing when we score. They have like a, I, I, it's gonna sound weird on just video, but they're like hoo, 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 and they all like crowd around and dance. We actually did it at our wedding. They didn't catch on the video. <laughs> <laughs> Out of reaction or like being used to it. Um, after they announced Amy and I, and we walked back down the aisle, and the party got out. Like everyone did like a group hug, like us in the party, and me just being used to it. I started jumping and going hoo, 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 just because our girls do it, and we actually did it as a party for a couple seconds, but they did not catch it on the video. So now I just sound like an idiot explaining it. So I apologize. 
Well, it sounds like a good reason to get everybody together and redo it all over again and catch it on video. Yeah, I think it, it'd be worth it. It was pretty fun. That's Nick, awesome. you got something important to ask. No, no. I, I mean, I actually, I, I think the, the question I have is, what do you, what's been the biggest transition for you coaching at Western Michigan in that conference to coming to the ACC and playing the teams? That you, I mean, there's no easy games for you guys ever. And so what's been the transition been, or sorry, what's the transition been like for you to have to go to a conference where every game you're playing, I think you have eight teams ranked nationally right now or seven teams ranked nationally right now. What's that been like? Um, I mean, for me personally, obviously it's, I don't want, it's stressful because you're like, I gotta, we gotta perform obviously, but like, I, I think it's, it's fun. I mean, I want I want to be in this environment. I want to be competing against the best teams in the country on a regular basis. As a coach, I think it's challenging, right? You have to scout. You have to game plan. You have to study the game. Um, but you said it. You don't get a game off. You just don't. Um, and I think it's, it's an extremely challenging environment, clearly. But... Um, and I, I think you you are just competing against like what seven or eight teams ranked nationally right now. It's 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 the most competitive environment you can be put in um, as a collegiate athlete. Uh, so as as a coach in that environment, I want to make sure, and we as a staff want to make sure we are so prepared that these girls feel prepared going into each and every battle, um, and that's our job. So. Uh, if we aren't preparing them and they go in feeling unprepared, um, that's on us in, in form another. Now they can practice, they can take reps, they can be fit, they can be healthy. But if we're not giving them a good game plan um, and they feel lost and confused going into it, like that, that's on us. So it's, it's very fun. It's very entertaining. It's very um, thrilling. Uh, and it's very emotionally exhausting but uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. So, I mean, being in the MAC before, the MAC conference is very competitive within itself too. And, and that's what's, I think, no matter what conference you're in, um, you want to be the best in your conference. You want to compete. So it's, it's just, ne this is just a, a new level that me being a young professional, I'm, I'm definitely still growing in and enjoying but like you said, there's just there is no break. We finish one game and I'm already scouting two or three games before and you're just continuously studying the game. And um, yeah, but that's the life in the in the uh, for a coach in college. Right. Season living no. it just never stops. <laughs> no. But it's fun. That's what I sign up for. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. No, I just think it's hilarious. that like the fifth place team in the ACC is the number one team in the country right now. Virginia. I, I was looking at that too. I was like, oh, okay, because Virginia is ranked top for men's and women's. And I, I, I'm sorry, but we were at dinner tonight. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look at the rankings and the RPIs. And I was like, wow. So in the ACC, Virginia was ranked number one in the country right now, but they are, they're not the top of the ACC right now. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely nuts. And no, but it, like, and one of the questions I have for you because we're as a program starting to transition towards scheduling tougher teams more and more. We have, we, like, we have a moderately tougher schedule this year than we've had in years past, but going into next year, we're going to have a, a more difficult schedule even than that. How do you prepare your players mentally to 
have a battle every single day. Like there's, like you said, there's no day off. Like, is there a way that you guys go about preparing your players mentally to deal with the adversity of playing a tough opponent every single day? Yeah. I, well, I think it, you have to approach things day by day in, in a sense, right? It's, you can't look past your first opponent right ahead of you. I think that's a mistake that you can make. It's like, Oh, let's plan ahead. Let's plan ahead. It's like, no, because tomorrow's opponent is just as dangerous as the next opponent. So I think you have to go day by day. I, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing you just always remind them because they're going to, you're going to, they're going to have bad days. They're going to have good days. They're going to have good days where they show up and compete in practice. There's going to be an off day. They might not feeling well. I mean, obviously with the academic rigor of Notre Dame, like they could be exhausted from studying for an exam and there's just, just so many layers to everything. But in the end, it's like you chose to come here and you chose to be put in this environment. You chose this enchantless, the most, one of the most challenging, like, paths that you could take for college and so you chose to do this so now it's can we rise to the occasion can you embrace the adversity can you embrace the challenge um and it's our job to remind them of that when they are having ups and downs like when there's ups okay let's put our head let's put our head back down and get back to work and stay humble but when there's downs like remember what you're doing this for and why you're doing it um and that kind of you know that can remind them and do we have it perfect every day no Definitely not. But I think the balance and understanding of that, um, the girls appreciate and um, they can see where, where we're coming from. Do you feel that like going into this year, the adversity that you guys had last season has kind of helped the players to like I, I essentially get over what it's like to be in a competitive game and maybe lose? Yeah, no, I think last year's season um, – has a lot to do with what we're doing this year. Um, and it's, and again, we're still in the middle of the season, so we don't know how this season will turn up for us, but like, it's, it's a regular uh, reminder that what the performance last year just wasn't good enough. And there's like a sense of like confidence that comes with our team this year that maybe we didn't have last year. It's, you know, even when we have a disappointing loss, it's like, look, like we know we're better than this. We have to reach our potential. We will reach our potential. These are the steps we have to take um, and we'll get there. And a lot of that is coming from within the team. It's not really like the coaches will say it, like we'll say it, but it's, you know, after we wrap things up, a, a teammate saying it to the group or they're putting their arms around each other and reminding each other. It, it's coming from within, which is um, at least from my eyes, much different than last season. And I think last season has a lot to do with their attitudes this season. What were some of the things that you guys felt like you struggled with last year that you're doing a better job of this season? Um, I think there's a bunch of tactical things that we needed to adjust. Um, and last season we had a very talented group. Don't get me wrong. We were extremely talented and um, missed those girls. And I, I hope they're doing well. And um, we added some group, a uh, group of girls too. And um, I don't – there was just there was a couple of tactical things that we need to adjust. Like the way we defended wasn't good enough, and how we transitioned from you know pressing mode to defending mode in our own half, we had to get better at um, being more efficient in front of the net. Like we clearly weren't doing that. We were creating so many crosses, but not finishing anything. I think we were in the top of the of the country with the amount of crosses we would produce, but nothing was coming out of our crosses. So there was a bunch of different things on the field that we just needed to be better at and be more efficient. Um, because I think 
like I said, we were a talented team last year. I just don't think we reached our potential, unfortunately. And um, but fortunately, last season I think it has kicked this season into gear. So that's a that's the benefit that we can find from last season. What have been some of them? Like, what's your favorite moment you've had so far this season? Favorite moment? Oh gosh, I've had a lot of good moments. This is this has been fun. Um, we did have the team over for, to our house for a meal, so that was just a good, cute time. They became obsessed with our dogs. Um, gosh, well, we have team game night. That's always a good time. So last year we started team game night. The girls dress up. We split them into teams, um, and they get judged. Like They obviously compete and get points. And this year they say it was rigged, but it wasn't. Um, so they have they get judged on not only are they winning the games, but – team uniform, um, team like walkout, team like song. There's like different things. Oh, team chemistry that they can get graded on or get points on. That's always just entertaining because they come out in the weird, like one team dressed up as my long lost family and they dressed up as Smurfs and there was a Papa Smurf and then all my siblings mm-hmm. and they introduced themselves as my siblings. Um, we had, because uh, we have two fifth year seniors, so we had the, the 85th, like 85th year seniors or something and they were all old people and they were tossing candy out uh, you know those caramels uh that they would toss out uh so that that was really really fun that was just a fun night in general ah geez so many good things and not not one thing really stands out honestly getting that first game under our belt like we needed to play an actual game and I think it was against St. Louis and just going out there and playing after last season and being competitive and getting a win and just competing. That was a good feeling. Well, and Slew is a very good team. Slew is a very good, like good. And I mean, for the past five years, they just keep getting better. Right. So to get that win at home and the crowd was there and just to see the girls and their faces and how excited they were like, that was a, a really, really good feeling. And I, I won't forget that one. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And like, like really for you, like what are the things you're most looking forward to the rest of the year? Oh, I, I guess uh, I'm just going to keep looking forward to the next day as cliche as that as sounds like I'm just looking forward to practice tomorrow and um, getting, getting to work with them again and yeah, just work with them and keep, yeah, I think I just look forward to every next day because I'm not trying to look too far in the future either. Like every day is so important. Um, and every game is so important. So I think that's just what I'm excited for is just tomorrow to get back on the field. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And like for you with uh, with the coaching and everything, what's kind of like your goals for the group you're working with is do you work more with like the offensive group, the defensive group, like, or is it kind of like a, just a collective unit with you guys? It's pretty collective. Um, I think we all have different roles and responsibilities on staff, obviously like, I wasn't a goalkeeper, so why would I go train the goalkeepers that much? But, um, but no, I think it's pretty collective, uh, and it splits up. Every, I mean, I I was a midfielder, so like communicating with the midfielders and watching them is something that I feel very comfortable with, and um, you know, kind of passing that knowledge on the attacking players in general. Uh, but I think it's pretty collective. Like, you know, what do we want to work on today? If we're going to do functional, how are we splitting up between the staff? I think a lot of it has to do with as well, like what Nate wants to work with and who Nate wants to work with. And we kind of branch out after that. Um, 
I think film is obviously extremely important, especially nowadays. I mean, how much film can be broken down and used to your advantage and how you use it. So uh, a lot of what I do is, I mean, our other coaches clip during the games and then we'll go back through it and kind of present it and um, individual film sessions. I think you can learn about a lot from that too, but um, it's pretty collective, our staff and kind of how we distribute from there is uh, specific on that actual day. Do you, all right, that's actually a question I'm kind of curious about, like how much information do you give your, your guys and what, what types of information do you typically give them through film? Through, like, film. through film yeah um it varies uh like it depends on like let's say let's look at preseason for example when we're not really playing that many games it's okay what do we want to focus on what do we want to teach them uh it could be let's have a video on pressing can we break down pressing and then can we show the girls and then go out to practice and work on it uh can we break down you know blockade defending uh, show a couple of clips on it, break it down, and then we can go work on it. Um, and then when season kind of gets going, film kind of is split into different things. Obviously, scout who we're going to play, uh, what do we want to show them, uh, what they do, what we can do against them. And then, you know, we evaluate and watch the game we just played, and we show them clips on that, like what we didn't do well, what we need to get better at, um, and kind of go from there. Sometimes film is... 10 minutes sometimes film is 25 to 30 minutes it just depends on how well things went i guess you could say or what we want to show them gotcha um do you find that your players respond well to getting a lot of information or do you need to limit the information that you give them because i what i've noticed with mine and again we're at a very different level than obviously notre dame but sometimes i thought monmouth was the notre dame of d3 uh no Hard pass. Um, but uh, no, one of the things that I've noticed is sometimes giving them too much hurts them in a different way. So what have you guys found with your level of players in terms of what you can give them and what they receive well? Yeah. Um, well, I think every player is very different. Uh, like if I'm going to sit down with an individual and do film, um, I think it depends on the individual, like what they need to see. I think you kind of get that feel for them. Now, when it, when it comes to the actual team, um, I, I don't think we give them too much information because I, I do think if you give them too much information, I think there's two things that can happen. One, they just stop listening and they, they just can't focus and or, or nor not that they don't want to focus. It's just like way too much and they're thinking too much or you give them so much information and they overthink everything. I think that takes away their their natural ability to go play the game. Um, so I think there's a balance. I think it depends on what you're trying to get across in that film session. Um, and I think you can get more detailed when you do individual sessions as well with film um, and knowing who that person is. So I don't want to say it's one way or the other because, honestly, it can go all ways. But I do believe in giving too much information that will work against you. So you try to pick the right clips to get the information across without overbearing them or overwhelming them. For you professionally, what are some of the things that you're going to look to do maybe over the next few months or year to try to in, like increase your ability, increase your knowledge and what you're trying to do with your team here? Yeah. Um, I think 
I still think that film is such like a huge thing. And then we just talked about over-informing them, but be a, being able to get across your message in a simple way through technology is huge. Um, whether it's like artwork through technology, whether it's like how you communicate it, I think that's something that is always going to continue to grow. So like us being able to grow with it is going to be really important. Um, obviously continue to study the game and how it, how you can adjust and adapt, um, I think is going to be huge. And I think that's huge in general with all sports, especially soccer with how, how much it changes. Um, I think just continuing to learn from people. Like the more I can watch things on social media or watch different coaches or, I mean, there was things I was following on Twitter and people are following on Twitter that are doing different like passing patterns or different things that like, I think you can bring to the game. Um, I just think as coaches, and I'm not speaking for everyone. I can only speak for myself. I, I just never want to stop learning and being able to grow with the game in the college environment and all of the uh, support that we are given, we have to use to our advantage in a way that doesn't overwhelm the girls. Um, and I think that's something that sometimes when you have so much technology and so much support that it can become overwhelming. So how can you find that balance? I think it's something that I want to continue to try to figure out. No one listening will get this, but Lauren will appreciate that. Um, an hour later, I just got my hotel room reserved. Finally. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's That's why I just got up. I took the oh phone call. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. ridiculous. I'm sorry, Sean. No, why, what do you have to be sorry you for? You should have changed so, your hotel. Well, I, I don't have a choice when the team has a, has rooms blocked. So it is what it is. But we, we were able to get it. Um, so as, as we wrap up here, I think the, the nation is wanting to know the good questions. Um, yes, that Nick and I just did give some, some great uh, development questions and things along those lines. But we got to know the truth. We got to know the hard hitting, the real stuff that people are here for. Okay. Was Sync and Nelly girlfriend play at your wedding reception? <laughs> what are you laughing about? Because I knew he was gonna ask that question. Yeah. Was it? No, not in Sync. I know. Backstreet. Are Boys you was. kidding me? Backstreet Boys was on the main playlist. Backstreet Boys was actually in in our wedding. We we walked yeah. out to a Backstreet Boys song, uh -huh. but they did not play the Nelly song, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, uh, what? I know I wasn't happy about it, but it's like, okay. It's you not didn't have fault. any say so in that. No, I did. Um, there was just some the DJ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going I with that. Be politically correct here, and he just wanted to listen to me because I was the one who had. I think he like, forgot. Made... I think he forgot that I was also one of the brides. Like my See, that happens. Not taken. So like, if anyone else had requested anything, he had to like run it through me. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> like I, I figured that would have been like the first thing that played. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, it did not. But, but welcome to. Was there. But but I mean, welcome to the other side of the wedding. I mean, like most of us know that feeling of nothing goes through you. you, you know, you can offer whatever, you know, I was, I was lucky enough that I told my wife from the very get go, I was like, look, you do everything. Uh, let me handle the party aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you, you do everything else. Like I'll take care of the DJ. So I knew like the parts I wanted to have control over. I was like, All right, this is what I'm doing. Um, and then, you know, but I figured that when it comes to music selection, I mean, that's something you've got to be like, yo, this is happening. 
Yeah. And I'm a little bit upset. Dance floor was still a lot of fun, so well, I guarantee it was. But yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Now my my dream. Uh, so the backstreet boys song. <laughs> so so honestly, the day that you guys got married, that night, like in my mind, I was like, okay, the reception's going on, and in sync, Nelly girlfriend has played. <laughs> And Lauren is just losing her mind on the dance floor. <laughs> and now I can't have that vision anymore. I'm sorry. But um, we did do Bye 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 and danced. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. 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 I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll, and people who are listening to this cannot see that Lauren yeah. is legit doing the Bye 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 dance. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, you've been living under a rock for the last 25 years. Yeah, sorry. Um, and and the other thing uh, that I, I had to know was was there any karaoke at your guys' wedding? No, no karaoke. No. No. Actually, people were yelling and and singing, but it wasn't on a microphone <laughs> <laughs> or karaoke. But no. so if if we were if we were to have a karaoke session right now, what would be the song that both of you would sing together? Together. Yeah. As Amy raises her eyes really big in the background. It's not blurred anymore. I don't know. Do you have a song in mind? I would still. Besides, I don't know, like our song or maybe um, okay. Backstreet Boys, okay. Yeah. That was that your song? That's the song that after they announced, after Nate announced us, we walked back out of the aisle. Our recession song. That's what it's called, right? Recession. Sure. Look it up. It's a good one. It's Backstreet on Boys, okay. Oh, it's on their new album. Yeah, on their new album. <laughs> it's on the new album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they have a new okay. album. They went on tour this summer, if you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I know they went on tour, but I didn't know they put on a new album. Mm -hmm. DNA, just, what it's called. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm not going to look to a, a new boy band album until NSYNC does get back together. And then I will, I'll give it a shot. I don't know. Do you consider Jonas Brothers a boy band? They don't, they don't really dance. This is, a, this is a fight that I have with myself. Nick, what, what, do you consider the Jonas Brothers a boy band? I don't even, like, that's not the same genre. Like, when I think of boy bands, like, I think of the ones you guys are already talking about. Like, I don't even know, like, pretty much anything after, like, 98 degrees, like, chronologically isn't a boy band to me anymore. Did you watch the show? Yeah. The the Jonas Brothers show? No. no, no, no. The oh. making a new boy yeah. band. Yeah. No, I did not watch that. Uh, oh, was that with like O-Town no, like, or whatever? They're called In Real Life. It's like, we're, okay, I'm, I don't want to say we're but awkwardly obsessed with boy bands. It's kind of strange. No, she is. I'm not. I, I like boy bands. Yeah, I like there's nothing wrong with that. It's fun. Yeah. So, so, so I hope the young kids who listen to this are <laughs> not listening to this anymore. So anyway, I, uh, it was funny, my girlfriend, uh, one time I was, I had too much to drink on the way back from the bar and I, I give her a call and I'm like, Hey, I, if we ever get married, I figured out what our, uh, our wedding song is going to be. She's like, okay. And I was like, all right, so we're going to open up with O-Town all or nothing, just like to get like the mood set. And then we're going to break out. And I want it all or nothing at all. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I know that. I know that. Yeah. And, then, and then we're going to transition to bye 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 like a choreographed bye 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 dance and we're gonna bring out like the wedding party to help us out mm -hmm. and then the wedding favors are gonna be lighters and we're gonna end with backstreet boys i want it that way with everyone like in the crowd with lighters 
probably a fire hazard if we're being honest. But yeah, you're gonna I, have to be outside. Yep. I, I I had a little bit to drink at this point, so I wasn't thinking through all the logistics. But that was that was what I told her that my idea for everything was. That's Do you know who the most underappreciated boy band is? I I wish you would have added to that uh, that medley of music. I do not know. The group five. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah slam dunk the funk. Or the the one that they were mainly known for is when the lights go out. Yeah, I mean, I only know that from the movie Smart House, like the Disney Channel movie. Please tell me anyone's seen that one. We just talked I've about that like that. two nights ago. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> It did. Yes, because our simply safe talks to us. Oh yeah, we have um a security like thing in our house, and it talks to us, and it creeps me out. It's the new update. All of a sudden, started talking to us. Heads up! It was like, hey, new update. It's gonna talk to you now. So I I got in the other night when I because we were supposed to do this on Monday. Got in at like two thirty in the morning, and I heard a woman's voice. And I start, Amy. <laughs> it's just simply safe. Just simply safe. It would yeah. it would have been awesome if like you did like a celebrity voice or like Amy changed it to like some like oh, Daniel L. Jackson or something when you come welcome home, mother, and you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. That was scared of crap on me. <laughs> Please do that, Amy, and record it for us. <laughs> Because that will be that will be amazing. Uh, well, you two know as when it comes to soccer chat, it's all about getting coaches network to get together and and now SID people uh, together as well. Uh, big shout out to Amy. You know, reached out to me the other day and uh, was like, "Yo, uh, I got some posters for you," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and so uh shout out to amy for for hooking me up with some posters from uh iu south ben i'm still massively collecting these i it's like i tweeted today i now i never get mail whatsoever i never get any mail these last few weeks have been awesome to come home and like every other day there's like these team posters uh in my mailbox and it makes me feel really really important it makes me feel like i have friends uh, so I, people continue sending me those posters, but, uh, you know, we're all about connecting coaches together. Now we're connecting, uh, SIDs together as well. Uh, so how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to chat with you guys about what you do? You want to go first, Amy? No, you can go. Uh, okay. Can you remember your Twitter handle question? Well, last time I'm prepared because last time I was on this, you asked me and I didn't have an Instagram or Twitter and you got very upset with me. So now yeah. I do have an Instagram and a Twitter account. Uh, Instagram is Lauren underscore Cinecola. And then Twitter is at Coach Cinecola. She doesn't Thanks. keep it similar. Bad, bad, bad. That, so, that is, isn't it? That's bad for your brand. It so is. I, I know. Try. Can I never get this right? <laughs> no, I'm just Amy, but it's A-I-M-E-E underscore Senecola for both Twitter and Insta. Way to keep the brand the same. Yeah, I fail. <laughs> so by the next time that we have you on the show, you will have corrected everything and all of your user handles will be the same on every platform. I guess so. I'm I'm still I'm still getting better at this. I apologize. <laughs> we will we will work with you on it and you will continue to get better. Thanks. Girls, thank you so much for coming on. Uh almost two years in the making getting you guys back together and we finally have given amy some shine uh, we've moved her from the floor of the office <laughs> to a seat at the table 
and she's been able to get her story out there. And I think we can uh, one day maybe we'll give Amy her own show, let her divulge into her soccer life uh, even more and let her, her explain it. Uh, and she can give us uh, the, the view from the sidelines where she's at now of watching uh, young Smurf, the Dazzler, uh, do her thing. Uh, so in the weeks coming, we're going to find neon green Under Armour V-necks get Notre Dame printed on them. Uh, send them up. I may or may not put hashtag Dazzler on the back of it. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we will find a way to incorporate the Dazzler. Uh, we will talk uh, Lauren into putting that in her Twitter bio somehow, some way. Uh. You may have to show her how to do it, but we will make it happen. Lauren, <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. And we want to wish uh, both of you the best of luck for the rest of your seasons. I was just pretty excited to get uh, another repeat guest because it's awesome to, i mean and again every interview is so much fun but it's really fun to talk to people again because you've already built a relationship with them so it feels so easy to talk to them because you you know them at this point yeah absolutely and, and the thing that i enjoy uh you know when you mention repeats like i like a repeat when there's been a time period uh, in between where so many things could have happened. You know, the cool thing with Lauren is that we interviewed her like over a year and a half, almost two years ago. Uh, and so much has happened in her life, uh, being able to go back and revisit those things, uh, you know, getting married, new job, which again, uh, I don't know if Lauren was the first person that we claimed. Um, I'm trying to get who the, the first person that we claimed the soccer chat um, blessing of if you come on the show within a year, you're going to get a bigger job. Um Maybe she, maybe she wasn't the first. I, I we're gonna have to figure out who we said was the first person. Yeah, honestly, um, I have no idea. Uh, if I know, there's a lot of you soccer chatters out there that remember all the stuff that Nick and I do because we neither one of us can remember it. But I need somebody to tweet us uh, who was the first person that we donned of having the soccer chat uh, curse, I guess, a curse or gift, uh, blessing, whatever you want to call it, uh, of getting a promotion after doing an interview with us. Because I, I, I want to say it was smart, but I, I don't think that it was. Um, but, you know, just awesome to talk to her. Like you said, like building a relationship with somebody, uh, you know, Lauren is somebody that neither one of us had met the first time we talked to her. We had gotten her uh, information from Jeremy Clark. He was like, she would be awesome. She's a friend of mine. She came on the show. She was amazing. Uh, stayed in contact with her uh, even after that. And then, you know, finally getting to work at camp with her uh, and meeting her there to where it was just like, we, we interview these people, and then the first time that I see them, it's almost like I've known them for 10 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, that was like, I mean, just from the start before we even click record today, just joking around with her and Amy and talking and stuff was just like, I again, I've never met either of them in person, and I, I feel like I've known them forever. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And those are typically, uh, those are the, those are the, the coaching networks that you build uh that uh, that i love about soccer chat is all these people who have who have never met but they've spoken online uh and and they've created this, this friendship this network uh where they they feel like they've known each other for a long time like when we went to uh chicago last year for uh well technically i guess this year uh for a convention and having the soccer chat meet and greet uh or meet up tweet up whatever you want to call it 
and all these people that we've seen online for two years that we've never met in person. It was like we've known them and we've known the history about their family. And that's just that's something that I absolutely love about uh, soccer chat and what's going on. Uh, and speaking of Chicago, as you heard being shown, you've heard last week and the week before that. Uh, yeah, we're coming back. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to figure out I'm going to figure out a way to get Lauren there. Uh, but I've been I, I like when people send me messages like, hey, just let you know, I'm going to be there. I can tell you um, without giving away any uh, hints, but a surprise guest from last year that was unannounced is going to be announced this year. We just got them locked in uh, last week to come back and do a show. And I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to be super interactive. We want you to come by uh, and sit down with us and our guests and, and be a part of the conversation. We want it to be an experience. And then maybe one day United Soccer Coach is like, you know what? We should give them a room with chairs. Uh, and, and we could do like uh, do our own thing that way. I still, however, I, I, I didn't know if this was something I'm going to start pushing. And I think Nick, uh, I think if I say this, Nick is going to get really into it. Um, I think we need to push for the soccer chat 11 game. And I think, yeah. I think this needs to happen to Baltimore. I mean, I'm still under protest. I don't get to coach the women, but uh, yes, I think we should, I think we should definitely pro- like push for that. You may not get to push the women, but you get to play in the game. That's true. And I, as long as I still have Bushy, we got a shot. I wouldn't imagine he would be there. Uh, so, yeah, United Soccer Coaches, we know you're listening. Go back and check out our global national team, our global international team that we talked about uh, with our men's and women's. We mentioned, you know, we'll find a charity, Top Soccer, or we'll find somebody that uh, will charge $1 if you will give us one of the training session fields. We want to host this game. I guarantee you uh, those who made the team, if they're going to be there, they're going to want to play, uh, and we can um, just get involved. Uh, we we want to do something and, ma- and hopefully make it a uh, an annual thing. I think it would be really fun. Uh, we want to do the Soccer Chat 11 uh, global teams get to play each other. I think that would be be really really sweet uh you know big shout out to our guest lauren just a super awesome interview you know i she's not one i want to ask hey like what do you see yourself doing in five years because i want to say that we all know the answer to that one yeah coaching the national team <laughs> i you know i that's not what i was thinking but <laughs> you you could go with that um i was i was thinking that you know i truly believe uh you know seeing War- lauren work uh at the camp you know knowing uh knowing of her story of her background you know now she's on this big platform at the university of notre dame i think that uh you know five ten years down from the road um i'm expecting one of us to be calling her being like hey will you hire me uh because she's going to be at some big time program uh doing her thing implementing her style and you know having a fantastic support uh, system like wife Amy, I think uh, at whatever school she is at in five to ten years is going to be very, very lucky to have her. Oh, absolutely. And and also, I mean, Lauren does have great taste in music, so it, that does. that 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 helps as well. Oh no, I mean, like phenomenal. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, at the time of this coming out, this comes out on Thursday, uh, so that means that last night on Wednesday, yes, so uh, we had our soccer chat, our tour chat. Um, I attended, um, it was kind of, it's a double event for me. So I am going back to, 
um, watch my my alma mater high school team play. I have not been back uh, to watch them play a game in about 14 years, I believe it is. Um, I was trying to think of it uh, earlier today, um, but it's it's senior night, and I've got a couple of the, the boys team members are in my class, and uh, I have lunch with the girls coaches, and uh, they've been asking me all year to come watch a game, and I I, I my the cool thing is uh, the team at the plane uh, is the team that I used to coach for, uh, which now features a fantastic freshman goalkeeper uh, who happens to have the last name Soderling. He's fantastic. Uh, Big athlete, big athlete. Obviously, it's in the name. Uh, so I'm going to be able to watch it. I haven't got to see him play yet this year. So I'll be able to get to watch my cousin play um, in some varsity action as a freshman and, and watch my my high school play. Um, and it, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be weird. I, I, I'm, I don't know. It, it was weird because the only time I've been there recently was to coach against my high school. But I've never like sat down and watched them like, this deep in my career and like, watch my high school team play. That would be awesome. Like, do you, have you went back and watched your high school team play? Not, oh god, not in forever. It, it's it's well, hard that, with okay. like. I, I was always gonna say it, like it's hard when my coach left immediately after. So like, I, I guess like I never felt like a ton of like ties to it. If that makes sense, I just because yeah. it it seems like a, a different life at this point. But you know, and and like my the boys who are on the team talk to me about this, like in my in my class uh, when we have a little bit of downtime, and you know while I was the same way, the coach who I had for four years was got what he he was he started with us and he left, um, so when we left he left as well, um, and our program is one that there a lot of the alumni aren't involved still uh, with the with the program. And I don't know, I've, I've got this, I've got this feeling that I need to be the person who changes that, uh, trying to uh, organize an alumni game. They haven't had one in, I think it's been like seven or eight years. Uh, I've, I've never been able to attend one, uh, cause I'm typically coaching on the day that they do it. Uh, but now I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do what my part to get all the guys that I played with for four years, uh, to get involved with the program and, and to get those guys who put before us as well um and just show that there's this like you know massive uh, i think the term brotherhood is over is not overused but it's used so much now um but i want to try to like get that going and maybe that's my challenge to you nick is, is to get that going for your school as well even though your coach is gone and things are different you know you still put on the same colors the same uniform uh and and did the thing for your school no for sure no that's a good call uh, sometimes, sometimes I got ideas in my head. Uh, you know, join the conversation with us on Twitter Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern times. Follow the hashtag soccer chat. Uh, Nick, if somebody's wanting to chat with you on the Twitter, how can they do so? Best ways to reach me is at Coach N Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at Coach Soderling. You know the shout outs by now. Shout out to Dutick Brand. Use the promo code SoccerChat at DutickBrand.com. Torex, T-O-R-R-X.com. Find them on Twitter at Torex Soccer. And our homies, Alice Riley and the mates over at Soccer IQ. Check them out on Twitter, Soccer IQ1. For all your tactical needs in quitting and educating your team, go check them out, Soccer IQ1. You know, Soccer Chat fellowshipping, networking, getting coaches together, introducing coaches, uh, forming these bonds, 
And we put this show out for you every single week for free. So make sure to check it out. Help us out. Share the links. This is a listener supported podcast. Just like you who's listening to this right now. Every time the links come out, share it out. Let us know what you like about the interview. That's the thing I always enjoy is I want to know what uh, what people are, are liking about that specific show. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Leave a review. Leave us a review. We'll get back into the shout-outs. We haven't done that in a while. Leave us a review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout-out on the next episode. So make sure to get that into it with us. Uh, none of that last part that I just said there made any sense about into it with us. But the best part about Soccer Chat is we get to do it again next week. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, we'll catch you later. See you later, brother. I it was horrible snow and then I couldn't find the place and then I got I parked and thought I was late so I was running in and then you parked like right maybe like 30 seconds after me so I was walking into the building and I heard your voice I turned I was like holy shit and then I walked into the building I was like okay I think Sean's here and I remember and then when you sat down I was like okay I'm gonna go introduce myself to Sean and then then you did that. I was like, okay, I'm going to go give him a hug now. So, like, I was prepared for the situation. I didn't know how I was going <laughs> to you were there because I heard your voice. So, it was fine. It was I don't good. think I've ever get, gotten recognized just for the voice. So, now I feel like, Amy, when I if I get the opportunity to meet you, I've got to come up with some grand performance uh, to, to equal what happened uh, the first time I met Lauren. <laughs>